0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros. Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and I've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's up, y'all? Hello, hello. Uh, We've also got a special guest today as well. Felix is joining us after some time uh, away, and uh, he's joining us today on the show for today's uh, 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 special show. Mm -hmm. What's what's good? What's up,
1: brother?
0: Awesome. All right, guys, today's coverage, what we're going to be covering today, we are going to be covering some, uh, 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 as we have Felix, Felix is some City fans, so we're going to cover some City uh, uh, stuff, uh, how they've been performing this season. We're also going to look at Chelsea, um, and then towards the end, uh, we are going to go in uh, deep on the managerial changes that we've seen so far in the Premier League, um, and then get some of our thoughts on that. But uh, to kind of kick-start things off, Let's start off with um, uh, uh, Felix. Felix, so how's PD doing for you this season, man? This
1: season has been like you know, uh, we we took time to just settle in because of how we started off our games. Like in, I'm sure as you know, we had a lot of our game enhanced start with pretty slow, but now we are kind of back. You know, second in the uh, like in the in the league, three points behind Chelsea. It's not too shabby.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but we've been doing very well. PSG got lucky. Uh, when they beat us, I feel like they're not right. Uh, but which will show when we go back because, like you know, they're coming to see right. the mm. empty hand, but we won't. We won't be empty of goals. That's that's what I can tell you. <laughs> 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 but no, uh, so far I'm I'm happy with what's going on. The organization's playing well. Uh, we have um Concello playing his best football ever. Uh, is Bernardo Silva as well as you know. Uh, but we we have a pretty good squad. Great coach, great atmosphere. Uh, I feel like this is a Premier League is coming, come back home again, and hopefully we'll be able to bring that one trophy that we always chasing back. Hopefully this time we'll, we'll be able to nail it. But the
0: Champions So, yes. so, you, so you're betting, you're betting on uh, uh, what they call it, um, City winning the league this season. Correct.
1: Oh. I, I don't feel like there's a team right now which which can stand. Because the league has a lot of games, you know. It's only yeah. like, people have only played like 11 games and people are already screaming. There's a lot of games to be played in this league. You need a lot of depth. You need a lot of uh, skill. You need a lot of tactics. And I feel like with we have all that, mm-hmm. which can last us the entire We can change the entire team and see and we still be able to play. And TT saw that in Chelsea. And if you see how Chelsea now plays compared to the other seasons, Chelsea has now two squads. They never used to have that. Back in the days, they have like maybe two subs, or whatever. So I feel like the only challenge that we have really is Chelsea. Liverpool does not have enough depth to to go with us in the long run.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, especially the way they keep on using the same players for each and everything, I don't think they'll last. Um, they'll be it'll be tight, yes. But I feel like the only challenge is really Chelsea. But I feel like we have them in our back pocket this season, so it's fine.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> I um I I would I would say City so far in my opinion uh from what I've been watching have looked like not I wouldn't say the most consistent team but when they've looked good they've looked like the best team um you know their football is just you know high tempo high class possession um you know quick movement all all of that right they they've, they you know Pep's you know what Pep's team is about right yeah. Um, and a big, you know, João Cancelo. I this is a guy that I had last year at my uh fantasy premier league, and this year, guess what? I have him again at my fantasy premier league again, and he just gives me points, man. Uh, the he's last football, uh, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a beautiful football player. I, I think, um if uh, anybody watched uh, him when he was with Valencia cuz that was kind of the team that I followed in La Liga back in the uh, back in the day. I still kind of follow them but not as much as I don't watch La Liga as much as as uh, as much as I used to but Jal Cantello was always good he was he was not like crazy but you knew like this player was going to be something yeah, and then he, when he, he just needed just needed that little push yeah yeah When he moved to Juventus, I was like, oh, man, why did he go to Juventus? Why didn't he come to United? You know, that was was the thing. I was like, you know, United should get him, but you know how United operate, right? But um, the… Went for wan instead, but I (laughs) know… Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Went for wan But, uh, you know, Jockencelo is just such a beautiful football. Like, when I watch him play football, I'm like, this guy can play midfield. He can play, you know, fullback, center back." Uh, you know, maybe not striker, but I, I you know, uh, he can also play as a winger, he's just yeah. so so talented, so talented. And with all that, he always tracks back, yeah, every yeah. time, like
1: because like he ventures into the like, if you watch uh, how city plays, right? We yeah. have Concello, we have um, Diaz, we have Walker, we have Stones pretty much like at, at the back. And yeah. when city starts moving around, you can easily find. Concelo at the left wing or even sometimes on the camp position. Mm-hmm. and You can see uh Stones or Diaz themselves like in the middle and everyone is pushed forward. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, oh, that scene is, that scene is open. But if, not, if you if think about it, you have more bodies in that taking position which gives the other team a lot of confusion and it just creates a lot of pressure for the other team when you're defending because there's a lot of pressure pressure coming from all sides
2: mm-hmm. and
1: everyone that is all behind the ball can score the goal. Concelo can shoot Walker can pass the ball, so it's like if you leave, if you give him space, you wanna mm-hmm. find someone like Foden and end up having the ball, or someone like De Bruyne or even Rodri, uh, 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 Rodri. Like so, it's everyone is, is dangerous. We do not have a striker, so it's like it's free game. That's why see has a lot of different people scoring the scoring the, the ball. The only person that's consistent is Maris, who is our top goal scorer currently. But we get we get goals coming from everywhere. You know some some of the least expected players as well, but that's just how we play. But then if you look at uh, if you just look at how we've been playing this season, I feel like it's kind of better than than last last season. But defensively, it's not good. Like <laughs> that's the where we are kind of lacking this season. We've been quite shaky to start with in the, in the defensive part, due to Stone not being able to start with Diaz to begin with. But now they're slowly getting back in their stride. As soon as those guys get that connection back, it's done. Yeah.
0: like yeah um a player a player that uh, I've always really liked um on that city team is Bernardo Bernardo is another player that I've always liked and um I'm not that's another player I, I wanted United to sign uh even before he went to Monaco I think it yeah. was with me and I wanted United to sign him uh but uh you know the, when I watched that guy play I'm just like my goodness I think the last game against uh Manchester uh United. Uh, the way he just bossed that midfield. And he was playing as a false nine. Like, yeah. The the level of intelligence that this guy has to play false nine, uh, inverted winger, because that's what Pep sometimes likes to use him as a winger. So he's an inverted winger, uh, sometimes as a midfielder. Like He plays him wherever he fits. And he's so intelligent that he can – he can do he, it. He, he can do it. He's such an asset. He can do it. You put him anywhere, he can do it. Uh, um. Anyway, so he's a he's a phenomenal player. I just the the. Up I up feel up. like for
1: Den- for Bernardo Silva, it took 100 million to con to, to unlock that. As soon as Grealish came came about, he was like, "No, he's this guy's not going to take my jersey." He started playing football. Like I I know he was always a good player, but mm-hmm. I feel like with him buying Jack Greelish. And that there's a younger guy coming. They, uh, they want to try and push for so they can get the position. Because the way it talks about Bernardo leaving, see, I'm sure everyone is aware. Uh, people are talking that you know he wants to leave to get more playing time. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he was like, you know, since no, I'm not really going anywhere. Let me show these guys what I can do. Yeah. And really, he's the one that's playing like we just bought him for hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's something uh, which is crazy. But no, he's definitely playing the best football of his life in Sydney right now. Hopefully, it continues because I feel like it's going to be very important in the long stretch. How
0: is uh? So how is Grealish then? You know, Grealish came in uh, with a lot of uh, talent uh, coming to the squad. I um, there's a guy I follow. Uh, his name is Jonathan Wilson. He's uh, uh, you know, fan of Sunderland, and he's um, a, a writer and he writes books uh, about football. He's a journalist that talks about football. He's very in depth into like you know, the tactics and all that. And he, I think he wrote a book about, like, Barcelona and uh, how their football has modernized and things like that. But he mentioned one thing, and I thought it was funny when he mentioned because I started thinking about it. was like, hmm, you know, I've I've personally started to notice that Grealish is slowly starting to look like uh, a city player. You know, originally, I'm going to be honest with you, I felt that he was more of uh, uh what do they call it, um uh I, I felt with uh, uh he was more of uh a united type of player you know a guy that likes to take players on likes to yeah. dribble take space you know those kind of guys you get him a foul and all that um but him going to city i felt huh, he doesn't feel fully like a, uh you know a city type of player then what ended up happening was um uh, you know, United went for Sancho, and we've been wanting Sancho for a while. But then I look at Sancho now, and I'm like, Sancho kind of looks like, uh, you know, uh, more of a City type of player, which I think is hilarious. Um, but anyway, Jonathan Wilson mentioned this, and he was like, "Yes, like, you know, did did United and City make a mistake? Should United have gone for Grealish, and City have gone have gone for uh, uh, what they call it um, uh, uh." You know, Sancho instead. Um, so, but seeing him not getting a lot of minutes, I'm like, huh, maybe there's some merit to this. Like this guy, maybe this guy should have been in. Uh, you know, he should have, he should have he should have gone to United. But what do, what are yeah. your thoughts on Grealish?
1: My, my my thoughts on Grealish is um, I'm sure you guys are aware of how CEO's been signing players like the past seasons, right? Yeah, I'll give you three examples. Bernardo Silva, John Concello, and even um, I'll give another one. What's his name? Um, even Maris, right. Mm. If you look at all these players' first seasons, they were cold. Mm. Even Stones, I even put Stones in as well. Like, because it's a, it's a CE thing. It's like with CE, you're most most likely every time with no it. Your first season is always cold. It's almost mm. it's almost as if like um Pepe is a plan for you for the next season than the current season. Uh, and they always rotate. For example, last like season, last season it was all about Maris. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at it, but then now he's you no know, he's kind of like you know benching him here and there but like giving those minutes more to Silver, over him, right? But it's not that. It's not saying that Maris is not good. He is, but he has that thing where like you know one once he's in your heart, the next you've gotta be cold yeah. and relax and come back in again. And this season it's like that way. Uh, Greenwich is kind of cold, but being taught on how to play the city football, the way he used to play at, uh, at Aston Villa. Yes, it was good, but he was the man of, he was the he was the guy at Villa, right? But at CE, there's no guy like you have mm-hmm. to pr- play your role and be good at it. Because every player knows their role, so he's learning all those roles and everything. I feel like we won't see the best of Greenlet in a CE jersey anytime soon, mm-hmm. but maybe next season. So I can't really speak on him, but so far he kind of looks good. Are we playing? Uh, but he's playing more off position than he used to back at Villa and CE. so we can really like judge. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like at the end of the day it's a good fit because of his age and his ability. Because mm-hmm. you can see the ability when he has the ball. It's just that he still kinda has that uh, mentality where he doesn't know he's scared of like, should I just do what I used to do before, just run on the ball and shoot? Or yeah. I should like look for passing options. He's kinda still confused. But I would say I can revisit this conversation on another episode next season. Because that's yeah. what's gonna come, it's gonna come out. Okay. But it's uh I would say it's a very good signing so far.
0: No. That's a that's a very good call out because yeah, you're right. Mares and all these guys took a while to really get fleshed out in uh the Pep's way and in, in Manchester City. Um and then now uh you are now uh, uh you know over uh, sorry, the, the year after that you saw them just absolutely dominate. Um the with that being said, with Grealish's arrival, a big question is about Sterling. I'm hearing a lot of things that like oh, Sterling is going to leave. Some people have been saying he may go to, like, Italy or something, uh, actually outside the country. Um, is that a, is there, Do you think there's a possibility that that's going to happen? Well, it, it
1: depends, right? Because um, yeah. I feel like is now... Because, like, last season, to be honest, if I was Pep, I'd probably do the same thing. At the time Because he's not shooting the ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I don't know what's going on. He doesn't want to put the trigger nowadays. And so, it's like, if you, at CE, if you're not like performing to the point where you, we want you to perform, right, I'm afraid you kind of have to, like, you know, cool down and, like, you know, think about your life choices, your life decisions. And, <laughs> and, and feel like, do you still want to play for C or not, right? And then, coming off the bench is kind of, like, helping because, like, if you look at the last few games came off the bench, you know, it's been looking like the old telling that we used to know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the confidence is still missing, yes, but it's slowly coming back, but... It's it's really up to, like, if a team comes, like, a team like Madrid or something like that comes with a huge cut of cash and is willing to give them that game time, I might not see him passing on that deal. But if an Inshallah team from Italy just comes and be like, oh, yeah, i will give that game time, but there's no, like, <clears throat> like there's no, like, um, you have no reason to go there to begin with, I don't see him going, right? Because yeah. he kind of still has his position still at ce especially when now Grealish kind of now moves forwards, uh, like, towards the middle, He's gonna end up going back to his position because it's only him and Grisha play on that on that side. So I don't see him going to be honest, because it's gonna be very hard for you to come to a, to a team like C and mm-hmm. take a player away from them. Because at the end of the day, right now all players are trying to go to C. If I'm trying to be honest, yeah. everyone wants to go, wants to play for C. So I just don't see it being easy for someone to just easily come out. But if you were like if he was like on top and we bench him the way we are right now, I'd be like he's definitely leaving. He's gonna be mad. Because he's mm-hmm. on the top of his game, but he's not getting getting his minutes. If I was getting that from someone like Maris, I'd be like, I understand. Because Maris is great, he's kind of benching right now. But, but that's the philosophy. That's how we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I just don't see him leaving the club right now, unless if it's a, something to do with politics and maybe you want someone on that other team and it's that they play the same position. Maybe we might trade. But right off, I don't see it.
0: Yeah. Okay, no, that was good. Now, you mentioned your chances are going to be high for the, you know, you see the chances for uh, you guys being very high to uh, go to, uh, you know, to do well this Champions League. So, what, is, what does that look like? Uh,
1: I feel like, because after watching the first round of games, like, in the group stages of the Champions League, right, I, I watch it almost like all the games, trying to, like, you know, see what's going on. There's nothing really going on in, in Spain. Barcelona is pretty much dead. Real Madrid as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real Madrid was actually trying to fight for the sport with Sheriff United. Can never <laughs> be my team, you know. And uh, PSG on paper looks beastly, but in reality they're not playing up to their fullest potential, so they're not really a, a threat, to be honest. Especially I'll, I'll be able to back this up after we beat them when they come to see. Uh, I know for fact we're gonna beat them. And when I feel like the only team that's carrying the Champions League right now, to be honest, is Bayern Munich. Yeah and that's the honest truth. If we can get past Bayern Munich, the title is ours. Uh, we could we could easily think about Chelsea, but at the end of the day, Chelsea at the same time right now is like, it's like I feel like they're going through a transition. Like you know, when you win something like the Champions League, you can you, like you have like a honeymoon phase that you're going through. Like you, you can easily make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw those mistakes the the previous game that they, that they had. Yeah, they had those mistakes. Uh and of those and like you know, I know it was a small game, you know, like they're still leading, but that's that right there is some way if they don't take care of it right now, it can cause them later on. And I pay attention to those little mistakes. And the the reason why I know that mistake very well is we do it every time, like you see, because they played our game. The mm-hmm. last game Chelsea played was off of City's book. With no with no central striker, you're just like doing everything. You you have a lot of chance. So if you look at City's games. We come out with like 20, 20 shots on target or whatever, like 20 shots with five on target and like maybe three goals or something like that. And we have like position on the ball. And you can even see us losing such a game. We're like 60%, 70% position on the ball. A lot of shots, but we just didn't score. It mm-hmm. happened. And, and those things were like, if you're not used to them and when they when they strike at the wrong time, you go down bad. Hence why we didn't win the Champions League versus them. Because yeah. when the time that we needed, those, those chances actually go in they did not. And yeah. you you have to suck it up and just, and just like accept it. So I feel yeah. like that's going to be the one draw that might take Chelsea back after that honeymoon phase. But again, TT is someone that's different. So we can call it right right away. Uh, but I just don't feel like if we are able to play with them again, the Champions League, I just don't see them beating us again. Because mm-hmm. this season, I don't even really feel like they're going to beat us even in the, in the Premier League. Yeah. If we meet them in the Champions League, we're definitely going to bury them. So, I feel like mm-hmm. Bayern Munich is our, is, our, is our competition right now.
0: Wow. Cool Interesting. You're very bullish about uh, your chances against, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, in the Champions League. So I'd like to see how that looks like. And yes, Bayern is is the team. But uh, also Bayern can get done. I, uh, I, I saw the results uh, against Borussia Mönchengladbach and uh, they lost 5-0. Um, obviously, <laughs> it was not their starting team. But uh, still, uh, they they may have these moments, and everybody has their moments. So, Bayern, in my opinion, they might pick two as well to probably win the Champions League. Uh, but I I I think that uh, uh, they can be done. So and, they can, and, yeah. But and that person, can... that that number nine, that guy, if
1: he says to be bullish, no matter who's, no matter if we put Diaz, Tones, and Van Dijk together, yeah, if he wants to score, he can score.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is
1: true. That is true.
0: And I awesome. feel like he's
1: he's also my pick for the Ballon d'Or. She just laid that out there.
0: I feel like yeah, Roman I, I, Lewandowski. I, I, yeah, win I think the d'Or. I think Lewandowski should win one and and I know some people have their reservations, but I think he should. Um, you know, this whole crazy, messy talk about him winning is just like, Are you guys serious? This guy has just been on a different He's, he's not been very good, uh, at least in in since he's gone to Paris. So um, anyway, that's for a whole different conversation. Uh, let's 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 all into uh, Chelsea. So Chelsea, we've got uh, Vic on the line here. So Vic, uh, what's going on with Chelsea, man? You know, you guys, um, you just heard uh, 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 Felix talk about uh, you know your latest draw with Burnley um, and how you you know not being careful. Um, uh, when it comes to winning, uh, you know, the league. Are you guys – do you guys still feel like uh, – how would I call it? Uh, do you still
2: feel like you're going to win the league at the end of the season? No. Um, let me just say, uh, what Felix said is absolutely correct. But as well, some 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 things that he said are kind of shaky. Um, I think – I think, honestly, Chelsea is still going to win the league, Right um i don't i don't see us losing it yes we may drop some silly points here and there but it will still be enough to take us over because of the way city is also playing as well you guys are they're also losing games right chelsea's only lost one game since the yeah. season started right sorry to
1: catch you there vic but remember what i said right i said we are used to it
2: <laughs> yeah. you used to drop yeah, you, you, you guys you guys are used to it but the thing now is like we have what happens when Chelsea have a manager that knows what he's doing? We win the league, right? We win the league all the time whenever the, whenever we have a manager that knows what he's doing. You guys, that game uh, City against Chelsea, it was a crazy game, but you guys won it by the skin of your teeth as well, by a deflection, right? We won it. Yeah, yes, you guys yeah, won it. The reason it. why, That's why you have an L right now, Let's absolutely, see. absolutely, we got, we, you guys got the, you guys got the, the dub on us, right? But I don't think it's going to happen again. I think when, when we play you again, now now Tuku has seen all sides of, of Pep, right? He's seen all of it, and he's going to be ready for it, right? Um, in the Champions League, we're still massive contenders. Do not get yourself twisted because like we still have, um, what do you call it? Like We, we have this game against Juventus, and that's, that's for us to right our wrongs against Juventus in that game. Another big contender in the Champions League is Liverpool. Don't sleep on them. Liverpool has massive you know, amounts of like. Do you know? Do you know? I'm sleeping in Liverpool, right? Um, because they don't. Because I... they don't have depth. But you exactly. gotta. You gotta. You gotta also remember who their manager is. The manager is Klopp, right? One of the greatest managers right now to ever walk or grace the True, football. But pitch, it's not. It's right? not.
1: It's not club that's gonna go inside when you have Salah and Mane injured.
2: Yes, but think about it. How often does Salah and Mane get injured? well you're
0: you're forgetting something though there is isn't the african
2: nations Nations cup is coming up yes but they i'm pretty sure they have the club already has probably thought about this he's already been thinking about this prior six months in advance to start saying okay yeah these guys are going jota is coming in we have another person who's going to fucking fill that position though do not sleep on clock we never do that this is why this is why chelsea is always ready whenever the whenever the battle gets going right because we do not we do not underestimate these teams we know what's coming right we know we know the threats we know the threat that city possesses yes rightfully so but we also know in order to win the league we do not need to beat city that's not our that's not our game our game is to beat them Let me give you an example. Uh,
1: Why was it Liverpool, yeah, last season was not struggling to even make it to the Champions League towards the end? Oh, bro,
2: Liverpool gave up,
1: bro. No, they didn't give up. It was the injuries, fam. Like, those injuries, they'll always come and haunt you back. It's like, because, like, the thing is with uh, with football, but it's metal football which yeah, which, which which takes a lot of energy from the players. On your end.
2: body it takes it takes exactly. a lot of a lot, But if you play a lot of games
1: with those kind of tactics and when you get injured you go out for some time.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And but then again, the game of football is always very weird. It's unpredictable, right? True. We can predict we can predict this because last year when when uh when Liverpool were injured, we were saying oh they're going to fall off, they're going to fall off. And then what did they do? They still stuck in there. They were still in there for the longest period of time. I don't even think it was the injuries that caused them that caused them to drop. I don't think it was the injuries. I just think it was inconsistency at some point that was like, yeah, okay, we did that the, the inconsistency cuz people were seeing we can we can go toe to toe with Liverpool in these games, and they're becoming like really fragile, right? Really, really fragile. And then they yeah, kept because going. Because Van Dijk, Van
1: Dyke uh, was injured in the back, so the back was pretty much open.
2: Yeah, uh, but then we had but both coming in and so out. Jota was injured. They also won a lot of games without Van Dyke, right? So it's like, like I said, the game of football is very, very unpredictable, right? It's a weird one. This season is the best season I have seen since I started watching football. You know why? Because everybody can get it. True. Everybody. City can get it. Liverpool can get it. Chelsea can get it. Manchester United definitely getting it. You know what I mean? Like everybody. I don't know about the last one, but okay. <laughs> Everybody's getting it. You know what I mean? There's massive, there's massive competition. And the thing is, like, you just can't sleep. You have to make sure you do your job at the end of the day those three points are crucial. where us, us tying that game last game, I was very disappointed because we should have won that game. And if we have won that game, we'd have six points on you guys. And that's the main threat right now based on it, just basically looking at it. It's just you guys right now are the main threat. But Liverpool's still there. Let's not count them out. There's still a lot of games to go. We just need to make sure that we do our job. If, if we keep doing our job, we'll be ready for it. I see a pattern here. I see a pattern with what Tuchel is trying to do, and Tuchel is trying to do basically the pattern that he uh, that club did, which was win the Champions League. Next thing, Prem, and then after that, we'll see what's happening. Right. So that, those are the those are the main things right now. I don't even think I don't know if Tuchel is really really focused on Champions League right now. I know for sure he wants that Prem. He wants the Prem for sure because he's already won the Champions League. So, but if he can do it again, that'll be great. Absolutely, but. He's thinking more on the side that we need to win this league. We have already we've won. You we've need won domestic cups
1: in, in general,
2: right now. You what? I so said like in general,
1: your club really needs more domestic cups right now.
2: Yeah, we don't need that. We don't like domestic cups. Nothing, bro. You think Abramovich yeah. comes comes inside 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 the uh, the, the, the Premier cups, League? Too, the Premier League is a domestic cup. No, the Premier League is the is the is the country club. It's the country cup. Yeah, right? it's what like, you, that's domestic, what I'm saying.
1: It's like it's, 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 it's domestic.
0: domestic. Cup.
2: Yeah. Okay, so it's a it's the highest form of the domestic cup, yes. So then if we win that, right, Toko now can be like, okay, yeah, so we've won the Prem, we've won the Champions League. Then we can go for both of them. Because now what that's going to do is like, Abramovich is going to believe even more in Toko, right? He's going to be like, yeah, this guy has done it. He's done it like twice now. So let's go again, right? Let's go again. And it's hard to motivate players after winning the Champions League. I don't know how the fuck Real Madrid did it. Literally. I don't know how Real did it for three seasons straight. How they always got motivated to the point where it was like, we just won one. Shit, we're looking forward to our next one. Don't you not know, even celebrate it that It was month. easy.
1: Those guys who come and tell you, like, if you do not win, you need to buy your contract and get done. Yeah. <laughs> Real <Remember, remember laughs> like, Madrid, those,
2: like, those, those guys, they roll it with a whip. They don't, do, they don't do that over... But it seems like Real Madrid has fallen off in what they were doing as well. So they haven't won it, right? But yeah. they've come close. They've come close as well. But the thing is, like, the main contenders this year are definitely Bayern. City. City should have actually won it two, three years before. But they fucked up because Pep overthinks in the finals. Yeah. And then um, Liverpool, it's a massive threat. I do not know how the hell they're doing this. But they are still doing it. And it's impressive. And then you have Chelsea. Chelsea is still there. Like no matter what, it's gonna come down to who you're gonna face in the second in the in, in, the after the qualifications, who you're going to face in the next round. And then from there, we'll see where things start going. But right now, those are the four biggest threats right now. Um.
0: So, so yeah, um, what you're saying is Chelsea is fourth. Uh, you know, choice to win. But Bayern, uh, City and uh, Liverpool look like the top contenders to win the Champions League this season.
2: Absolutely. And, and, uh, and last year, last season, that was the best thing that could happen to Chelsea because Chelsea was just under the radar, not feeling the pressure at all, but still getting the pressure. And then it was like, oh, so we, we, we're in here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And we meet City. And they That's true. Cool. Yeah, Chelsea just sneaked his way to the final. No one saw them yeah. coming. You know what I mean? Like, it's all going to matter who you draw. At that at that point, once you get that draw, let's see. And knowing, um, what do you call it? Xavi is now the manager for Barcelona, but I still think it'll probably take like a year or two to get them figured out. But who knows? Xavi does crack the whip, and he's, he's already cracking whips. So who knows what's yeah, going to yeah. happen? They have like some really crazy young stars coming up too. Oh,
0: yeah, all that stuff we'll see. Let's see what he first off does on the pitch, then we can go from there. Sure. Um, so, uh, one thing I wanted to actually bring up, you know, I know we haven't really talked too much about the Chelsea players because Chelsea really sticks out as a team, um, you know, and yeah, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, City don't, but I just think that a lot of their players individually, you don't really think too much of them, but as a team, you know, you get the vibes that, you know, these guys know what they're they're about, right? Um mm-hmm. uh, I want to bring up Mendy. So, Mendy, I think Mendy, in my opinion, if, if it were up to me, I would rather put Mendy in a Ballon d'Or than a Messi. Like, that's just me. But, um,
2: uh, 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 yeah. Jorginho <laughs> uh, 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 but... has
0: earned his, his, his spot, Okay, man. not, not, not a time for Jorginho, but, uh, you know, keeping the focus back on Mendy here. So, Mendy, uh, mentioned that, uh, you know, they don't recognize, I think, guys like him. Uh, you know, for Ballon d'Or. Um, and they should, you know, based on what he's been doing and all that, you know, what do you guys think? Do you think he should be considered for the Ballon d'Or at all? Or what do you What
2: do you guys, what are your thoughts on that? Mendy? Yeah. I think Mendy is definitely one of the best players right now in the world. Besides, I said it before, besides Salah at the moment. um I think he came into a team that was in shambles when it came to goalkeeping because of Kepa, and rightfully so because of also the defense that Kepa had in front of him. And um, but then he came, he came in, and he's just done amazing. And he has like he has more clean sheets than Edison now, right? And um, he just keeps he keeps going. He has more clean sheets than Edison, Allison. And his save percentage are crazy when it comes to those games when it's like they're actually – the opponents are shooting against him. Mendy's stopping it. His reflexes are amazing. And that's one thing that was uh, was missing from Kepa big time, mm-hmm. his reflexes. Because um, there were so many times where the ball would, would go up in the air, somebody would just touch it, and then you would see Kepa just freeze. But whereas with Mendy, when somebody hits the ball and they touch it, and Mendy's already – He's, he's already there. You know what I mean? Like his reflexes are amazing. And um, not only that, he came all the way from France from uh, from what was it? Where did he come from against that Rene? Came all the way from Stade Rene, and then he came to Chelsea and they won the Champions League with him. Um, keeping all of those Remember last
1: time when we were talking about Mandy and and, uh, and Edison, and you said that Mandy had more cliches than the Edison and you'll say mendez going to get the gold we
2: we later on we later on fact check that and yeah edison had more at it yeah. than him but, but he, and he had but, if he but edison, that the fact check other just said had right now more than him don't forget yeah. that but edison saying, had, edison had one more clean sheet than than mendy at that time and mendy had only started less games than edison but so
1: anyways but my point is right now they both play 10 games each and also yeah, both I mean, have six clean sheets each they Mindy both have, have more right now. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Do. Same amount of games, same clean sheets. too two on par.
2: But still, who has more of an effect? I think Mandy has more of an effect than Edison. Well, yeah, of course he saves more because, like, was pretty much
1: like his his defense is kind of open in a way, so yeah. he ends up having to save more, mm-hmm. more, more, more chances. Which, which, because uh, like if you look at the, the the two, I think Mendy has double the save as compared to Edison because he's getting more shots thrown at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not saying he's a bad he's a bad keeper. He is very good. Because I would say if I put in, in another keeper in his position and yeah. being open like that and people just keep hitting shots whenever they feel like, it's very hard as a keeper to keep those cliches because you're always being put in the, in a difficult position. Mm-hmm. And one keeper who was like that, it reminds me of uh, the old De Gea, like prime De Gea. De Gea has been saving United, right? The point yeah. where like this, sometimes just like, you know, he threw in the white towel. It's like, no, I'm tired. Like, you, you, every game he comes in he, that, I guess that's why for, for the longest time he was the highest paid, paid player mm-hmm. at United because you know he, he was winning the games because he was making a match saving opportunities and that's what Mendy is doing right now yeah so I agree to everything that you guys are saying he's a good player but I am um, I feel like he's, he's still very in the same at par with, these, uh, with the players that you know, we we call out as, as great keepers but you know he just started like last season and he's already in that same category with them which
0: yeah. is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully they can uh, consider in the future state they can get many in. But I actually think it's a travesty that a guy like that is not in there. It just shows you uh, the Ballon d'Or is a popularity contest. Absolutely. Um, politics. Not, yeah, politics. is not. They don't recognize actual people who do stuff. I, and I'm not saying he should win it. I'm just saying at least nominate the guy. Yeah, um, I feel like, anyway.
1: like what you said, like because the Ballon d'Or should be a body individual brilliance in exactly. your certain position. It
2: exactly. doesn't exactly. matter
1: that you need in a team that wants something, because if you want to use that criteria, then Jorginho and Kante should be in power at the same time, because they're in the same team, right? Yeah. But then as individual players, people that had outstanding difference, where if you remove them from the team, the team can achieve what they did. And there's a very few players that are on the list that are supposed to be there.
2: But I, uh, I, I, also, Kante I, also, I and, also think and, uh... and Lewandowski,
1: the rest can we can move them.
2: I also I also think that also the, the Ballon d'Or um is also decided from your international um uh exploits as well. So ba- basically from that uh that also shows you know what, what did you do in the in the Euros, what did you do in your cups and in, in in helping your team as well, right? So yeah. All of that plays in, you know. Yeah, well, we oh, popularity
1: context, uh, that's what it is to be honest, right? now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I right. agree with Ben on that one. Yeah, that's
1: it doesn't. It it doesn't it, they don't. Uh, they don't award like the pro player that's supposed to get it based yeah. on what they did individually. It's about which exactly. which team were you on and what did the team do, and you're the guy that's gonna give the trophy for the whole team. It, that's not what the Ballon d'Or should be
0: for. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Anyway, um, that's that's really good, guys. Really, really appreciate uh, you guys getting in depth with your teams there. Uh, lots of good things, in my opinion, coming up from these two teams because this Premier League, it's for me the league. The, the league is always how good are your top two, top two to top three teams. If you have a good top four team uh, or uh, top four competition, uh, that is just as good as well. Like I mean, you know, seeing West Ham and what they're doing is also phenomenal. Let's not let's not make that uh, let's not uh, discount to what they're doing right now. Uh, but uh, just the things that I've seen so far from Manchester City and uh, Chelsea it's just been amazing. Um, you know, speaking of West Ham, I didn't really—they're not really part of the agenda today—but I just want to give a massive shout out. I don't know what you guys think so far about Declan Rice, but anytime I watch him play, man, I'm just like, what a baller! Like this guy, I never thought he was gonna be this good. I'll be—I'll be honest. Um, you know, usually I'm very good at my predictions, but I never thought Declan Rice was gonna be this good for West Ham. Um, I thought, uh, if anything, he was going to be one of those overhyped English British players that everybody hypes up, and then next minute, you know, they uh, they fade away in the distance, right? But yeah. um, he's been doing very well, and it's only a matter of time if a club picks him up. You know, I think um, you know there's some you know clubs looking out there for him. United is looking out there for him. My own recommendation is stay at West Ham. You know what I mean? Stay at West Ham where you're loved, where everybody cares for you. Uh, you know, where the football is looking good. You're on the up with David Moyes. You know, that's mm-hmm. my own recommendation. But I I like what I'm seeing so far from the kid. He's looking really good. So just to use a shout out there. Yeah. Cool. Um, we will transition over into uh, the managerial changes. So there's been some big changes happening in the last couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. But first off, I want to start off with Conte to uh, Tottenham. Uh, Vic, how do you feel about that?
2: Oh, Conte to Tottenham. <sighs> Hello? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, okay, okay. Um uh, Conte to Tottenham. I think honestly, like it scares me. <laughs> I can't lie, because like our we know we know how crazy Antonio Conte is and him going over to Tottenham it was just like it's a blessing for them but it's a curse for us. We're next door. Right? So, um, he is a class of a manager, man, honestly. But the thing is, like, he, he will ask he will ask for a lot, right? He will ask for a lot from the team and from the board as well. And mm-hmm. uh, will they be able to provide what he needs? I mean, we, we're having Daniel Levy as a manager, um, as an owner, and it's kind of like... It's almost like he went and brought another Mourinho, in a sense, but he brought uh an evolved Mourinho back. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the thing is, like Manchester United turned down Conte because he was asking for 200 and something in in transfer budget, right? So um, if he goes to ask 250 250 million to Tottenham in transfer budget, will they give it to him? Have Do they have enough faith that they say, okay, yeah, you know, he's worth it. Let's give him this money, right? Um, And also in the same sense, when Mourinho was there, I don't know if he got all the players that he exactly wanted or there was like a tug of war going on there. I don't know too much about Tottenham. Fuck Tottenham. But uh, um, I I just think the appointment scares me. He's already doing things. He's already, like, taking away, like, Stuff from the players, also bringing out rules, all of this stuff, and it's going to make them more disciplined. And at games now, when we play Tottenham, it's going to be, it's going to be a heavy battle. I know that for sure because they are now, there'll be two ma- tactical masterclasses from each team, right? So Tuchel will be going head to head with Antonio Conte, and that's just going to be a mess. But it could be beautiful what, as well. Felix, uh, what do you yes. think about Conte? Uh, for
1: Conte, like him as an individual manager, like before connecting with Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's a good coach. It's like someone where if you listen to him, you can become a better player. A yeah, good example yeah. is what he did with uh, with Lukaku, for example. He's the one that uh, made the prime Lukaku, the prime Lukaku. And mm-hmm. then now you know he's gone. You know, he's, you know, he's kind of missing his image, but it's all kind. Of, it's like it's all with him. Like he knows how to work with players. As long as if they're willing to work with him. And now, after saying that, now going to Spurs. Spurs right now is kind of in shambles right now. I don't feel like the players are ready to work with such a manager after a long time of just being laid back. Uh, so it's it's, and I feel like it's going to need to sell most of them and replace some of them because there's going to be a lot of issues in the, in the dressing room definitely. So I think I'll judge on that of the January transfers uh, transfer, because I just want to see if the promises he was promised by Levy. Actually, true because he says he's gonna give him control over the transfer and all that. I just wanna see that. Since yeah. you know he just signed an 18-month contract, we just want to know too how much they're willing to trust him. And yeah. after that, I can be like, Okay, cool. Now this has been great because him as a manager, he is good, but I just don't know how it's gonna that relationship's is gonna work with Spurs right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my that's my opinion on that
0: one. Yeah, no, no, it's fair to see. I think um uh, I was watching. I actually uh, uh, watched uh, sixty minutes of the his game against Everton. But for some reason, I couldn't uh, the 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 zone and play the rest of the minute. it kept kicking me out. So, uh, but anyway, when I watched uh, watched what he was doing with um, uh, Tottenham there, I was like, okay, there was a moment where Everton had seventy five percent possession. I was like, this doesn't look good. But I think a and lot of gave people. Up. Yeah, but I, I think a lot of people will look at that stat and be like, oh, you know, they were being dominated with the ball. This is what a Conte team is going to look like. But honestly, when you looked at that when they were going forward, uh, I just saw Reguilon, uh, Emerson Royale kind of like, you know, bombing forward and doing their thing. And I was like, hmm, he's playing a three at the back. Reguilon is not a good defender. Emerson Royale defends like, you know, Nelson Semedo." <laughs> and uh, he also attacks like... Well, yeah, that's like Nelson Samedo, right? Like, <laughs> <you know>, too <Three laughs> much, um,
1: much Nelson Samedo. Yeah, too
0: <laughs> much Nelson Samedo. But uh, uh, and I was watching and I watched that and I, I just saw. But the way the opportunities that they were having, I didn't see that on the Nuno. And the difference was even though, yes, Everton had the football because Everton was playing with a lot of verve, right? Emotion. Their fans were behind them. Uh, they didn't want to they didn't want to uh, welcome back Conte with uh you know a win right so um uh what do you call it uh, they, the 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 way they play was very intense but spurs created some of the better like some of the best chances in that game um and even though you can say yeah they didn't have a lot of the ball for for a time they actually looked like they knew what they were doing on the pitch it just is going to take some time so yeah. Conte for me, like as far as if they can, if he can just, you know, this is this whole rest of the season to me is kind of a write-off, and then next season is when you can now really say, okay, this is what he's gonna bring, right? Because he's kind of seen how everybody is doing things, um, and uh, you know, yeah, also you you also play with a Harry Kane who's lost himself, right? Like you know, he's not really caring that much about the team, and I don't blame him because Levy is a, is a is an idiot, and I'm not a fan of that that you know stupid. Uh, short bald fraud. Anyway, so <laughs> um, but uh but uh yeah, like uh uh for me I think that for what I see so far, uh uh Tottenham has trying to get what they need to get uh, in in check. Um the other big change that just happened, Steven Gerrard has gone to uh Aston Villa. Any thoughts on that, boys?
1: Uh you mean the guy that had an invincible season in the Scottish prem?
0: Sorry. The yeah invincible, yeah, in yeah,
1: yeah, in, in yeah, invincible season yeah um well my thoughts on that one is I mean he so far like i I mean he did the good route as a former like you know like because like most most guys like him they like to just go for the big job mm. of the bat but you know he went out there he did a little sausage searching, you know he, he went on to coach a team and he did very well. And then you come in and you take a team like Aston Villa, which is like not the biggest and not the smallest. It's just mm. in between, and it's yeah. also a good thing because like it then allows you to like figure out how you be able to do the Premier League. And if you can do good stuff for the team like Aston Villa, then you can start aiming high after that. But then if you can't, you can't as well. It's also a learning curve. So I feel like that's gonna be a good thing for both parties, for both TV and Aston Villa. Uh but I I don't I don't think somewhere by like, oh it's gonna be dangerous or like starting like scrambling but I feel like it's going to be a very good relationship between the two mm-hmm. uh, that's what
0: I think no I I I uh, I've I saw some of their football in um when they're in the Europa League and they played like you know full-on attack man and you know you can see their teams get pumped in the back but you can also see them pumped the in a team like that was just the way they played um yeah. But uh, I'm curious to see what that works like in the Premier League because the Premier League, they scout the hell out of you, man. Like, yeah, you can come in with all these fantastic ideas on how you want to play, um, you know, your philosophy on football, yada, yada, yada. You can come in all that crazy stuff, right? But at the end of the day, uh, you know, the reality, as I said, uh, I, I, you know, I said this before the, the show, uh, or maybe I said it during the show, but results is what matter as a coach. Um you know, you can talk about, you know, the football. For me, I like to watch, you know, high-pressing, counter-pressing, yeah. forward-thinking football. Uh, in some cases, vertical-thinking football. But, um, and, and maybe even you can throw in the spice of tiki-taka on top. But, like, that's what I that's what I want to see, right? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I know that sometimes you can start doing all that crazy stuff and you, you don't get the results. And then everybody starts to question, your leadership, you know, as a head coach and as a manager and all that. So, um, yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, I, I would say that if he can get the results with Villa, because that's what they need. They have the players. They have ba- they have Bailey. They have um, Ings. They have uh, what's the other guy's name? The the other striker. I can't remember his name now off the top of my head. They have guys who can play football. They're they're full backs like to bump forward. You've got Matty Cash. Yeah, uh,
1: but they're they definitely going to need to give him time because even with Rangers, right? Because I think he's been there for, what, three, four years? And then yeah. in his final yeah. season, that's when he, he brought in the Scottish Cup, which has never yeah. been there for the longest time.
2: But yeah, honestly, but- another, another thing, though, is he. I love Rangers. Rangers might actually is, is my squad in, uh, in Scotland. But I think the reason why he was able to win the league was because Brendan Rodgers left. Well, on before that, Brendan Rodgers was killing him every sing- every single season. But but he just, also- he just
0: he just started though. He Brendan is a seasoned manager. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, right? he was. Uh, he I think he came second place like two three times before he mm-hmm. won the league, and then um, but he, rightfully so he won the league right because yeah. Brendan never left, and that's a good thing to see because you need somebody who has that caliber to take uh, advantage of a, of a situation and an opportunity if you want them in the highest level of football. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, having him, having him play, um, be the manager for Aston Villa, I think it's a good, it's a good appointment between both of them. I think they, uh, the appointment will marry very well, but, um, I just hope like they just, they give him the time to do what he needs to do and let him work, you know? And, uh, I shouldn't even be saying this about about a Liverpool player. but you know, he's a good guy. You know, whatever. <laughs> hats off to Steve. You know, let him let him get his job done and see where it happens. I would love to see more people like that take that route and actually work and come up and and do their do their studies and and then get these opportunities because then they've earned it, right? So exactly.
0: I uh, I saw a funny uh, tweet that, uh, or I don't know if it was funny, but I saw a tweet about like Carrick. Uh, they were saying, "Oh yeah, was it no? It was it Gab- Gabrielle Abornaho or something like that." Uh, was saying that uh, Rangers should get uh, Michael Carrick, and everybody was saying, "Yes, please come take him. We'll also give you Mike Feeling and Ole for free." Like it was just so <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, good good on good on Stephen Steve Gerrard. Like I I like whenever I see managers like kind of go away from, you know, this idea of English football, English football, just go out, like go to Spain, go to Italy, go to, and don't start on the top division, start at the, you know, maybe second division or something, right? Like, you know, uh, and then eventually, uh, uh, make your way out to, uh, England when the time is right, or make your way out to, uh, um, you know, to a top tier league when the time is right. Right. So yeah, he great. kind of did it the right way. Um, You know, I think Frank Lampard had the right idea too as well. But uh, unfortunately, um, you know, it didn't quite pan out for him. And he was being touted to take the Norwich job. In fact, they were saying things were very close to him joining uh, Norwich. But then all of a sudden, he pulled out last minute. And now Dean Smith, who's been fired from Aston Villa, (laughs) is now the coach for um, uh, what they call it, uh, Norwich. So I don't know what Norwich's chances are. Uh, and getting out, I think they're going to, I still do, I still think they're going to get relegated. I think that's, uh, that, that team is just simply, um, they're failure. yeah, they're, they're exactly. Like it's in their DNA. If you want to talk about DNA, like Ole likes to talk about uh, Norwich, their DNA is relegation and uh, championship. So um, I highly doubt you're going to see anything uh, come out of that. Um, cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to speak to anything, you know, in case of Dean Smith with Norwich. If you guys yeah,
2: want, the, yeah, I think it was. I don't know. I think Dean Smith should have just chilled out and done, you know, a sabbatical and waited for another job to come up because um, he doesn't have quite a lot to work with. But I mean, maybe he, he, maybe he might be the guy who decides. Oh yeah, you know, let's let's fix up some blemishes. Let's let's do this this way. Let's do that, and maybe it might work. We never know, right? Um mm. the, the point the points gap right now is what well, What's no, no which is dead last, right? And they're sitting with how many points in the in the they point have five goal? points. Yeah, five they points. have five points Burnley so has all, eight. all they really need to do <laughs> now the way I always look at relegation is all you need to do is climb up to that guy who's on the seventh, who's on the eighteenth, um
1: <laughs> who's on the fifteenth
2: Once yeah. you that's your target, you only gotta reach the sixteenth spot. Once you get yep. to the 16 spot and you start to put that guy under pressure, man, you can, you can, you can try and make. At least you need, I think, like 20 something points, 20 something points to survive in the prem, or maybe 30 mm-hmm. something around there. But it's possible they can, they can do it. They like. You have Timmy Pokey, bro. <laughs> like, that guy was scoring goals left, right, and center until they scouted him and then figured out, <laughs> what, figured out what he was doing and all. But I mean, who knows? Dean Smith's a smart manager. Honestly, like, what he was able to do with Aston Villa last season, applause to him, man. But this was a bad, bad call for him. He might go down with the sword, but he might also stand up and rise up and hold that sword right right up high and say, I fucking made it, <laughs>
0: I, I don't, I, I don't think he's gonna make it, man. I really don't think he is. I think he, I think he's in danger of taking them down. At the yeah. end of the day, it wouldn't look bad on him because they would say, "Well, he's kind I'm of team." Like, yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think, um, but anyway, with that being said, there's another guy that just made a big move. Uh, Eddie Howe has been out of the um, uh, managerial, you know, fire for a long time. And then now he's now Newcastle manager. They have five points as well with Norwich. Uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve, Bruce <absolutely> messed. <laughs> Steve Bruce absolutely messed this team up, man. Like, really I didn't realize too, how bad this team had messed up. Um, but I, you know, and, and people say it's a myth that uh, he, you know, because he had uh, comparable results to Rafa Benitez. But Rafa Benitez had no money. Yeah. He brought these guys up. Mm-hmm. And then he let them stay up without money, right? Yeah, true. So, you know, Steve Bruce had all, you know, I mean, Mike Ashley doesn't give you a lot of money, but at least he got money with uh, uh, what they call it, uh, uh, with uh, uh, Mike Ashley giving him some stuff, right? So mm-hmm. um, I'm actually, uh, so people who say, oh, yeah, like, you know, they have identical records. They look at how many goals that they conceded and look at how many players they purchased. And uh, points, yeah. Yeah, and points they got, right? Like, it was, even though it was similar to Rafa, Rafa is so clear of Steve Bruce. What a joke. But either way, um, uh, Eddie Howe has taken over. Uh, and right now, the stuff I'm hearing, like, Newcastle, I, I like all the funny memes where, it's like, Mbappe is going to uh, Newcastle. But, um, you know, the the uh, right now, with all the cash being coming from Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia consortium or whatever they call them, um, do you guys think that he's gonna be able to even make the right type of impact with this team? Oh, it's a sticky one, yeah. This is, because
2: this is this is this is definitely a crazy one,
1: man. Because it's a different type of football that's going on nowadays, right? You can have <laughs> all the money in the world, but you would not be able to make the right signings, you know, or
0: mm-hmm.
1: or anything. So it's like you, you can have all the money in the world, but you also need a very clever board, a very clever manager, someone someone that can attract players. Because like imagine. Uh you'd be in someone. let's say you are one of the best players in the world right now, and that guy calls you be like, Hey, you want to join Newcastle? I mean, they'll be like first of all, you'll be like, Who are you? you know. So, yeah. it's, so it's gonna be it's a it's a sticky one. Yes, they they've got a lot of money, but at the end of the day, it's like it's gonna be very difficult, especially because like you know, you can put the the, the, the takeover under different companies so that doesn't look like it's directly linked to Saudi Arabia, but we all know it is.
0: Mm-hmm, and,
1: mm-hmm. and 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 some players are not gonna be willing to go there because of that particular league. I don't know what's different between Saudi Arabia and Dubai, but apparently there's a very huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't want to go deep into it because, like, I don't want to start a cultural war. But at the end of the day, it's like it's gonna be a sticky one. I would say this one we should just like sit and wait and and just watch. I don't think no one can make a pinpoint accurate uh, prediction on this one because no one even predicted they'll be fighting relegation to begin with so
2: <laughs> yeah, no I, I, I think i think honestly like uh, hiring uh, eddie Howe <laughs> i don't know I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think i think they they hired e- um eddie Howe because they wanted to save themselves from relegation because um they're going to be it's gonna be a tough one for sure I think I think honestly Eddie Hall was hired just to freaking keep them in there until they find an actual manager and then they're gonna can it. These guys exactly. are not playing around because like the way they, <laughs> see, as soon as Steve Bruce <laughs> finished that game they <laughs> said bye bye bro. You yeah, know yeah. like they're not playing around, bro. They like they almost have like the same mentality as as Abr- um, Abramovich in a sense. And they want to basically just – they want to scave relegation because they know Eddie Howe has done it with Bonemount. He did it, like, two times. He should have been relegated. And then the third time got him caught. So, it was like, now nah, they want him pretty much, like, yo, get this done. stay Scave relegation. And, and then- after you do that, bye-bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They haven't really told him the plan. But, you know, they're like, yeah, man, just get this thing done and, you know, <laughs> we'll revisit it after. So –
0: uh, and that's that's I think that's the uh, that's what's probably they're doing um, because he wasn't really their first choice. Like in fact, yeah. it was kind of a last minute uh, pull because Unai. Uh, the funny story was <laughs> Unai was talking to Newcastle. They were making all these deals, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. And then uh, Villarreal, Haraki caught wind of it, and then they were like, "Yo, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, yeah. are you serious? Like they." Basically, it came down to like putting pen to paper, mm-hmm. and then Unai was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm staying with them, and you know I'm gonna stay with uh, Villarreal, and uh, because my my owners don't feel right about what I was doing, blah blah blah." And then he he, he pulled out, and then from there, then they now like, "Okay, you know what? Let's go, how I think uh, Paulo Fonseca was one of the names. Like they had like names listed, but everybody, I think, any person who is going into this role knows that if you're going in you're kind of a lame duck, you know? Mm-hmm. So your job is to kind of save them. Unless, like, Eddie Howe does miracles and then they win, like, not win, but, like, they they somehow come mid-table at the end of this season, Yeah, maybe they might even start to say, okay, you know what? Let's look at this a little bit more. But I think that um, they have big plans for Newcastle. And uh, um, unfortunately, I think uh, Eddie, Eddie is just sort of like the this sacrificial lamb at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I can see
0: that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of managerial changes, um, I know, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of Wafford, uh, but I honestly haven't watched a ton of them this season. And I try to watch Diladin, De Diladong, De um, uh, what's his name? Radio <laughs> But uh, honestly, I just haven't been able to put my my mind into that team to watch them play. But they are sitting right now at uh, 17th. So, uh, Newcastle, if you guys are hearing this, you guys know what to do. You need to, uh, you know, go and clock those guys at least, uh, try to do something there. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, on the other hand, to talk about a manager that uh, I actually thought that their team was not going to do too well, and the guy that we haven't mentioned in a while, Ralph Hassan I don't know if you guys have seen Southampton. I actually watched them. Uh, you know, they're the ones who gave. You know, me
1: some you know who I thought you were gonna say? Who? Ateta. No. Nah, oh yeah.
2: Ateta nah. is it doing good again.
1: Because, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, in the very beginning, Ateta was like at the bottom, like you know, getting the scraps, like you know,
2: yeah,
1: in there, and just look at him right now. He's just like he just managed to get back, and now he's in top of in top of United. Uh, he's just sitting on I think fifth.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's how that's how that I thought gonna come for him. It's impressive, it's impressive. But I the reason why I don't want to mention Ateta is because Arteta like, still he got signings, he got players in uh Odegaard, he got uh Ben White. So in my but opinion, it's a very young team, like the very, very it, young, it is. experienced team. But they still have Lacazette and Obama Young on the team, too. So for my my own opinion on Ateta is he has the players he wanted, and those players are not as bad. Like you know Ben White is no, you know, like top tier CB center back or anything, but he's still a very, he's still a very good player, right? Um, and it was who this guy's wanted. I, if in fact, if anything, the person I actually, you know, wouldn't mind touching on maybe later on is Graham Potter. But I think we need to watch a little bit more of uh, Brighton because I've been watching them a lot this season, and they kind of like they Graham Potter they're is playing, a good coach.
2: yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing, capable. yeah,
0: yeah, so. And that's a guy that was losing players, you know, I think he only got maybe one or two guys to come in as support. But he's used basically the original squad that he's gotten. And look at what he's doing with them. Like, who knew Lewis Dunk and uh, Shane Duffy could, you know, uh, could pass the ball from the back, right? Um, but uh, uh, but also, but Rapp- this uh,
1: they, they have this good player. What's his name? Like, uh, he plays on the – is it the red right back?
0: Uh, Tarek Lamptey?
1: Yes, is yeah, a good he, player. He
0: has been injured. He's been injured. And he just came back. <laughs> he yeah, he's just he's came a very back. good player. He's a very good player. Yes, he absolutely is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I wanted to call out Rafa Hutu because I, I was looking at Southampton this season and I was like, I was expecting that where Newcastle is right now uh, yeah. because they were losing players and then they barely just got, like, you know, a couple of players from Chelsea on loan and, you know, purchased Libramento. Um, and uh, uh, I think Ryan Bert- Bertrand, their captain, left the team to Leicester, um, and then they now got uh, you know they started play Kyle. Kyle um, I can't remember what uh, you know. I don't know if it's Kyle Walker or something. One of his one of those Kyle players as his uh, left uh, left back. He's a right back, but playing left back. And this guy, yeah. he's making magic happen without money, like. He really is doing it. So he's somebody I think a lot of people should really keep an eye out for. And we haven't given him a lot of props this season. Uh, so I wanted to kind of give him some props, you know. But, yeah, let's watch out. You know, there's some teams who are, you know, surprising us. Um, and uh, some coaches are, you know, pu- pushing above their weight with what they've got. So we'll see how things look uh, towards the end of the season. All right, guys. Well, I think this is it. We've we've covered quite a lot on the show today. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have anything to close off with, but uh, it was good. It was really really good.
1: Yeah, well, that's true.
0: I know, fantastic show. Uh, but uh, I think we'll call it a day. Uh, we've pushed on, uh, you know, an hour and a bit, and uh, you know, probably the pre-show that we had. We had, you know, the the full-on talk of uh, United there. Maybe. I'll save that one for for a different day, for a rainy day. We'll, we'll throw that in for, <laughs> for people to listen to. Yeah, um, but yeah, we
1: should just leave on the note that hashtag Ole in, you know, protect Ole by all means, necessary. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Ole, if you hear this. Please keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing a fantastic job. I like
0: it. <laughs> send send, out, send glazers, uh, a Glazer's note saying is doing fantastic. Please keep on doing job. job. <laughs> I'll, I'll send them an email, even a yeah. handwritten note.
1: Yeah, like, yo, you're doing a very great, great job. I'll even buy some stocks in one of your companies, you know,
0: you can do something. Oh man. <laughs> Go funny. Awesome, guys. Well, uh, you know, we'll call it a day there. Uh Felix, I don't know if you want to share your socials, or if you don't, it's okay.
1: Uh I'll just say I wanna make an incredible prediction, and after I do that, people come look for me on Instagram. Just type in Felix. Oh. <laughs> so one <or> two. <laughs> The one and true, the only City fan that you ever met, uh is gonna take everything this isn't. You
0: think so? <laughs> okay. So, so City is everything. gonna take everything, but and you yeah. don't want any person to know your socials because they're gonna tag you later on. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but just know for a <laughs> Because like last okay.
1: year I made a prediction and I, I only missed it by the Champions League, but I I I, I, I said it before we even made it to the finals, the team's gonna get the finals we're gonna win. Unfortunately we lost. That's you only better that, lost, be
0: But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I my prediction is Chelsea are gonna win the league and uh Bayern is gonna win the Champions League. So that's my that's my prediction. Um and that's well, what we'll see. I'll, Yeah, we'll see how things go. Awesome.
2: Yes, uh, so, sorry, Vic? Oh no no I said yes. Sir. Okay that's, that's the right that's the right prediction right there. It's the
0: only prediction we we can make right now until we see how the season goes. It may change, but I think Chelsea are winning the league uh, and uh, uh, Bayern the, you know, um, Champions League. All right, guys. Well, we'll call it there. Uh, You guys know where to find us. Podcast CBF uh, under Uncle CB and Victor Speck, uh, you know, on IG and uh, Twitter. Um, Yeah, but it's been a good show. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And uh, you guys have a fantastic uh, rest of the week.